You know, sometimes we just need to push everything aside and take a deep dive. Welcoming to the stage, New Zealand, our country in the spotlight. Today, we're going to look at how exactly New Zealand's been doing, development-wise, both politically and economically, from 2000 to 2001. Looking at things like GDP, GDP per capita, Gini, all coming from the World Bank, and HDI coming from the United Nations. And Transparency International, Reporters Without Borders, and Freedom House. And of course, we'll tell you what each of those means when we get to it. So let's go. In 2000, New Zealand had a GDP of $52.63 billion. Pretty big, right? But in 2021, it was all the way up to $249.99 billion. That's an increase of 4.7 times the year 2000 level. And it ranks the country at 48th in the entire world, below the Czech Republic and above Portugal. Now, what about GDP per capita, huh? Let's take the GDP and divide it by the population and see what we get. Well, GDP per capita in 2000 was $13,641 a person a year. In 2021, $48,801 a person a year. An increase of 3.5 times the year 2000 level. It's a lot of increase, going from 13k to 48k per person. And it ranks the country as 23rd in the planet, below Germany and above the UK. Now, how about that Gini index, looking at the level of income inequality in a country? Because, you know, having all these high numbers of income is all great. But what if you have high income inequality? That's something you need to know. How is the income distributed amongst the people? Well, there is no World Bank data for New Zealand for Gini Index. Why, New Zealand? Why? Why no Gini? Now, I did see that worldeconomics.com, whatever that is, they do have a Gini. And they even cite the World Bank as their source for the Gini. But World Bank has zero Gini data, so I'm curious, worldeconomics.com, where'd you really get your Gini data from? Also. An excellent example of why I always say, don't trust bullshit websites with obvious names like that, worldeconomics.com. Of course, they have all the economics of the world. It's in the name. Give me a break. Let's move on, though. We'll come back to Genie what it means later. But how about that HDI, the Human Development Index from the United Nations? Well, in 2000, they had a 0. 0.876. In 2019, a 0.931. So a marginal increase, but a big increase still. Now, what does that all mean? Let's break it down, because HDI actually measures three things. It measures life expectancy, average years of schooling, and GNI per capita with PPP. So life expectancy in 2019 in New Zealand was 82.3 years old. The mean years of schooling, meaning average educational attainment, 12.8 years per person. And GNI per capita with PPP, it's $40,799 a person a year. And those three scores combined give you the 2019.931 for New Zealand. And it puts New Zealand as 14th in the world, tied with Belgium and right below the UK and right above Canada. Now let's switch gears a little bit, get away from some of these economic and human development indices, and let's look at some political development indices. Let's look at Reporters Without Borders. Surveying in 2022, 
countries by their level of media freedoms. And how free are media in New Zealand, you may be asking? They are ranked number 11th in the world, with an 83.54 out of 180 countries and territories, right below Liechtenstein and above Jamaica. What about corruption? How is corruption in New Zealand, you may be wondering? Transparency International got us covered. Their 2021 survey tells us that the perceived level of corruption is 88 out of 100, which ties them for number one with Denmark and Finland as the least corrupt countries in the world, above Norway, Singapore, and Sweden. Now, what about Freedom House? Their 2020 survey of countries and territories looking at levels of civil liberties and civil rights enjoyed by the population of a country. They rank New Zealand as number four out of 210 countries and territories, below a three-way tie for number one with Norway, Finland, and Sweden, and just above Canada. But how do we really interpret all of this data? You know, what's it all mean? And what's been up with New Zealand lately? How can we pull it all together? Well, in short, all of this data together. New Zealand ranks as one of the freest countries, one of the least corrupt countries, and one of the most economically developed countries in the entire world. All of their development indicators have been increasing over the past 22 years, and they are at the top of almost all of our list. Save Genie, because for some reason New Zealand doesn't have data on income inequality in the country, which I do find troubling. I mean, they rank so well in all these other development categories. Why not post your levels of income inequality? Question mark? Question mark? Though I don't take this to mean that income inequality is high and New Zealand's trying to hide it. No, not at all. We cannot assume why the data do not exist. We can only state that they do not exist. But what's been up with New Zealand lately, aside from developing like crazy these past 22 years? Well, the latest from the New Zealand government, as far as international relations goes, is that they are sending more military support in the form of specialized trainers for different military purposes to the United Kingdom to train soldiers from Ukraine to go back to Ukraine to fight the Russians. It's a bit messy, I know, but that's the world we live in. Now, our next question is, is this a big deal for New Zealand? Answer? Yeah, it really is. You see, New Zealand is geographically placed, in case I forgot to mention it up top, but New Zealand is southeast of Australia in the Pacific Ocean. And because it geographically exists in a part of the world where trade with China and Russia are both highly beneficial to the country, pissing off either by training Ukrainian soldiers to go fight Russians in Ukraine, that could drastically affect all the economic development that we've been talking about that we've seen take place over the past 22 years in New Zealand. It could affect it drastically. Now the question becomes, how will Russia and its allies respond to New Zealand's foreign policy action? An answer, we'll just have to wait and see. And that's a brief snapshot of what's going on in the world today. Check us out tomorrow for Good News Friday. And it's not a cliche or a catchphrase. It's a lifestyle. Always remember that lo-fi poli-sci is more than just me. It's the week that we be. Pickering, signing off.